You understand. You understand. So like Target is like Starbucks' older sister, and Walmart. Walmart is like Publix's like great grandpa who's slowly dying. Walmart is Publix's weird cousin that you don't invite to Thanksgiving, but mm. somehow shows up at Thanksgiving dinner. I think that's who Walmart. No, is. no, that's a really good illustration. I think another one. I think Walmart. And Publix's dad. <laughs> I Publix's think daddy. Publix is the dad that purposely didn't invite right. the weird cousin. I feel like Walmart. What happened last year? Yeah. Oh, no. We don't talk about we don't last talk. year. We don't... You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor Hey guys, and welcome back to the Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and I just want to welcome everyone back uh, to another episode. We have an amazing topic, an amazing guest, a somewhat amazing co-host, and we what? are just so what? excited for Excuse this episode. Me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. What? <laughs> Sorry. This what is you, the co-host, you, Billy. You mean by, welcome you mean to the by, show. What do you mean by not so I was just comparing the guest to the co-host. Oh, wow. he, he is pretty fantastic. Wow. Hey, it's okay. I was, I was just trying to... I don't have a Snoopy shirt. Though. Tyler's been a little depressed Billy. lately. <laughs> I'm trying to lift him up. No, I understand. Right. Hey, it's okay. If you have to tear me down or to lift him up, then it's worth That's, it. It's biblical. Oh it's worth gosh. it. I mean, he, he look at all that red hair on his beard. I mean, I have a few red hairs on my beard. You have a few Do white really? hairs. Yeah, yeah. Look in the light. Like, there's a few on the side. Do Asians have red hair in their face? I'm Is also that a Irish. Thing? I'm also are Irish. you Asian and Irish? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm Irish. You're Irish. Yes. Irish. yes. Oh, that's like a, that's, I like that better. That's terrible and yes. awful, awesome at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit racist, but it is what it is. Oh yes. Uh, oh, hello, hello, leprechaun. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm sorry if you're in. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Do we have any? You. Do we have any listeners we in do. Ireland? Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we do. We've right? reached Ireland. Uh, we've reached a ton of countries. <laughs> I'm just sorry offended. for offending your entire audience. You've offended I'm a so majority. Sorry. We're bringing something to the nations, but it's not grace. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope you can give us grace. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. But yeah, so welcome back to the Tyler. <laughs> How's it going? I'm I'm awesome. I'm so good, man. Yeah, everything's going really well. I'm not in a depressed state, so I'm actually. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Good to hear. If you were just answer prayers, yeah, like it was really quick too. As soon as you made fun of Billy, I felt so much better. Um, No, I'm really good. I'm continually impressed and. It, like I love you guys and I love your podcast and Victor, your leadership in this podcast and in this movement and in this ministry is just cool to mm, watch. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, like since I went on the last time and this time, you guys have hit number one. Like yeah. you guys, yeah. There was by the, actually by a the pretty, grace of God. Pretty big yeah. news last week. We had a podcast uh, talking on like what is your role, and it was a big. It's actually I didn't tell say this on the podcast. It's actually a systematic theology three project that we put together yeah. uh, for class yeah it hit number 129 in the world what the heck man not, not that is so cool yeah. do, do you know what, do you know what went right before that like no i don't know what was uh what was surrounding it <laughs> but yeah that, i'm afraid to look that well it's not <laughs> there it's not there we're coming for you joel yeah well, we're coming for you we are on our I'm sorry. way i'm not I'm <laughs> yeah oh my god you, you asked the question last time you're on here uh you asked the question how can you tell if someone's a heretic and, and i forgot to say this but normally 
you can tell if they're beating us on iTunes. Oh usually. my gosh, that's not true. <laughs> well, there's so many people beating you guys that are not heretics. Yeah, well, <laughs> we are offending everybody in this podcast. I'm so sorry. You should never bring oh, me man. on again. Oh my gosh. So how about, um, you only have a few weeks of classes left, right? Yeah. Before you go to seminary. I graduate in like two, three weeks. That's and it's awesome. Terrifying. Congratulations. Praise Thank the you. Lord. Thank yeah. you. It's an honor. It, do they have a ceremony? or like a Not graduate? in December. Um, I wouldn't go if they did. <laughs> <laughs> I know how true that is. That's the funny Just part. Want to encourage That's you. the funny part. You would send me pictures of yourself at home. I be like, I watch watching when I met your mother or right. the office or something. Yes. Because I Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's so true. But <laughs> no, Trinity's so small they have to do it in the spring. But um, oh, that's, that's cute. Awesome. So I do everybody in the spring, okay. so I might come back for that. Yeah, I probably you will. should. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd probably be well. But well that's something you could again not show up. To. <laughs> <laughs> you just, then, I have to, then I have to pay to come down. Oh gosh, oh, see my family. Right, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, Tyler, um, he preached a message. Was it last week? Last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, my kids were there. Yeah, it was at a, your high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, my high schoolers. It was at an event, a Trinity College event. Uh, Unite. A bunch of youth groups came. I brought my kids. Uh, they loved you. They thought you were great. They loved your beard. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I have been growing it out a little bit lately. I haven't been meaning to. It's just laziness. I remember when it was really big. Big. Really big. Yeah. I've like, seen pictures. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was pretty big. I don't know if we're gonna go there. I don't know if I'm doing No Shave November or not. I'm still deciding. Yeah, have you too. shaved so far this November? No. I haven't. Okay. No, so technically, I'm 14 days into No Shave November. That's yeah, me too. me too. That's not bad at yeah. all. Um, so what are we talking about today, fellas? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy, tell us. Today's topic yes. is exciting. We've been personally like hyping this for yes. like since the start of the podcast. We've been hinting at it. We've been like, oh, we got to talk about this. we got to talk about this. Like This is yeah. a passion of ours. So... What is it? Well, we kind of, uh, we mentioned it a few weeks ago when we did our orthodoxy podcast. Yeah. Um, it was the last thing that we discussed, but it's specifically, you know, just in broad terms, we're talking about eschatology, the study of last things, the end of the world. Eschaton. Armageddon. Yes, the eschaton, yes. the return of eschaton. Christ. Eschaton. Yes, the tune. Yes, it's the tone of the Esca. The Esca. Yeah. Who's the Esca? Is that, is that the Antichrist? Is that the oh, Antichrist? I, I don't know. I don't know. We're, uh, we're just going there. We'll, we'll we? go into there. Yes. <laughs> we'll answer that question we'll today. Yeah. So specifically, we're just talking about, you know, um, this broad topic, the end of the world. Uh, I think that that's a very, it's a very controversial topic, both both in the religious world and the secular world. Right. Um, and within the Christian orthodoxy, there's a lot of various views on some very, I don't want to say obscure, but passages that we, that we are not 100% positive how to interpret. Uh, there, there's some ambiguity. There's some mystery to it. There's some things that we're just not going to know and that w- uh, until Jesus returns. And so y- you have something to say about that, right? Yeah, I think when we're dealing with eschatology... It, if I like, interrupt you yeah, right now... Go ahead. This is important. This is probably, out of everything we're going to talk about today, what you're about to say right here, right now, yeah. needs to umbrella everything that we talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. I think so. This is huge. I think so. And yeah. I think, honestly... It should underscore and umbrella every theological conversation you have. That's yes, true. Absolutely. At least within orthodoxy. Right. Um, I think most theological and eschatological conversations I have end up in argument. Debate. Debate. Unnecessary debate. The destroying of friendships. Like, there, yeah. there seems to be people who hold these positions, at least these four views we're going to talk for, right? Yes. Yeah. They hold these four views really 
solidly and very personally and don't know how to interact with them. So yeah, more than anything else, what we want to do here just in our conversation and really what we want listeners to do when they approach these subjects is come in an atmosphere of humility. Absolutely. We do not know which of these four is right. If any. If any. We don't know when Jesus is returning. We don't know what the millennium means. If it's a physical thousand year reign, a like literal is it as analogy now, is it happen right it we right. don't know all we can do is act in humility as we approach the scriptures act yeah. act in humility towards each other and really meet one another in a place of intellectual honesty mm-hmm. meaning if i think something is true i'm going to think through right. it yeah. show that it's true defend it but man i'm going to come from a position of i might be wrong Absolutely. I love, I read N.T. Wright's uh, Justification, which is a hit or miss if you like N.T. Wright, but there was one quote he had in there that said, 50% of my theology is wrong. I just don't know what 50% it is. <laughs> and I think with yeah. theology and with eschatology, we have to have that humble Absolutely. spirit coming yeah. in. Absolutely. The, the only hill that we should be willing to die on is Calvary. Um, everything else everything else is something that we, we can be less than dogmatic yeah. about, but more importantly... These things that we discuss, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, everything that we discuss outside of Christian orthodoxy, everything apart from the fundamentals, um, we could talk about, we could discuss, um, and there could be, there is a sanctifying factor when we talk about things that we're not so sure about, uh, when we have healthy debate over it, but we have to come with an attitude of, hey, I could be wrong, and regardless, what we do know is true is what we cling to, and that is that Jesus is returning, that he's going to make all things new, and then until then, we're called to fulfill the Great Commission here on earth. Absolutely. And we ha- there's a few like just warning things that we have. This the stuff that is outside of orthodoxy can't dictate what our orthodoxy is. That's good. Absolutely. Right? That's really Absolutely. good. And so so yeah. if we're holding to a stance that causes our orthodoxy to change, yeah. that that's stance good. is wrong. That's good. What, yeah. what, whatever that's it is, good. it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that's a red flag, right? And so I think, you know, we're coming into the state, all the different views that we're going to talk about, I think we've all held possibly at one point in time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, so I know I have. We've changed We've as we've dug into the scriptures and as we've have matured and i can't say that for the rest of my life i won't be at the position i'm at now i could again change if my convictions and as i mature those things begin to change yeah absolutely and you would hope that as you mature right your positions would change absolutely especially on those things that are outside of the concentric circles of orthodoxy yeah right you would hope that things would grow and mature right yeah Yeah. that's part of christian life like it's sanctification exactly yeah Uh, and so again what we're going to be talking about today since we've all held the views that at at least at one point in time that we're going to talk about i think Mm -hmm. we can approach it in at least somewhat of an unbiased uh manner we're going to explain yes uh what they are yeah we're also going to explain why we personally don't agree with some of them, and why we do agree with one of them. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And so, but but we're going to try and be as unbiased as possible. Yeah, and bring and, the scriptures into every single Right, view. and again, that's, that comes into approaching it in humility. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, and so when we're able to do that, when we're able to look at a view that we may not hold and be yeah. like, here are the scriptures that support this. And like, hey, like, here's some things. And like, that allows us to look at it through a lens of humility and be like, yeah. wow, well, maybe I don't know it all. Actually, I don't know at all. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so yeah. we have to be careful with that. If you don't agree with where we stand, we're not calling you a heretic. We and don't want you to call us a absolutely, heretic. Absolutely. Right? This is outside. And I think we've all been called heretics at, at some point. <laughs> when it comes to this. Just today. When it comes <laughs> to <just> this. <laughs> outside actually called you a heretic. Right. 
<laughs> and I think the reason why we've gotten so many requests to do a podcast on this is because it's such a controversial topic. And there's so many pastors, preachers, um, even good teachers who have said that, you know, we're heretical if we hold a certain view that is not one that they hold. But I think we could all say, you know, before we dive in, that we all we all uphold and we all read writings of pastors who all hold different views. Yeah, yes, certainly. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that gives us a, a good mindset to be able to dive into it. So uh, before we dive into our first... Uh, our first uh, view or standpoint, this, this episode is going to be, or this podcast is going to be two different uh, episodes. So in this first episode, we are going to be talking about one view or a few views. And then in the next episode, we're going to be concluding talking about two other views. Yeah. Um, And so we're just going to kind of try and split it in half. We're going to try and keep it short for you guys. We're going to try and keep it uh, around 30 minutes just, just for your uh, listening. We're going to keep it at 30. Yeah, we're definitely, we're not going going above it. (laughs) So since we're already about 10, 15 minutes, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Let's go. Tyler, start our first viewpoint. What is it? And what what do they say? We're gonna start with premillennial eschatology. Okay. Right. So, pre before millennial is referring to the one thousand year of reign of Jesus Christ. Revelation twenty. Yeah. Revelation twenty. Right. Yeah. So the position of most people with the premillennial viewpoint say that um, there will be the church age, which is the age we're in right now, mm-hmm. and at the end of the church age. Whenever uh, the full number of believers come into effect, when all the signs are full or fulfilled, everything that Jesus said would happen in the church age. Once that's concluded, there will be a period of tribulation. They say that there will be a time of tribulation. All the uh, difficulties and the pains you see in Revelation will take place. And after the tribulation is done, Jesus will return. There will be a rapture. And it's going to be kind of like a high five rapture. It's like the saints come up Mm -hmm. as Jesus is coming down. We meet him in the air. They get that from 1 Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. We will meet him in the air and then return back with Jesus and reign with him in the millennial reign of Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's Jesus returning. His return is pre-before the millennium, millennium, right? So it is post-tribulation, pre-millennial reign of Christ. Then we'll reign with him for a thousand years. At the end of that thousand years, that's when the great resurrection will come. That's when Mm -hmm. uh, all people, dead, alive, will be raised, believer, unbeliever, and stand before the great great white throne. There will be the judgment, sheep, goats, judgment, everything else will occur, entering into the eternal state. Yes. So that is called pre-millennial, post-trib, Eschatology. So this is essentially historic premillennialism. Yes. Uh, because there are different forms, facets of premillennialism. Tons of different. So, so many. There's so many Tons, especially where you know where you place the rapture, that event that you that you reference from First Thessalonians four. Yes. Um, but specifically, would you say that this is the historic premillennial timeline? Yes. Yeah, and that's that's under the assumption that Israel and the Church are not necessarily they don't necessarily in this system have to be two separate entities. In this Two system, programs. No. Right, right. In this system, right. Israel and the church are not cut and dry, right? It's not yeah. like you have a, div- a big divide between Israel and the church, which I listened to y'all's episode right. on that. I think we Before would agree. God, yeah. Right. I and think we would agree with I that. I think, so this, this stance is specifically at the point where we're talking about Israel and the church. I th- this is where I actually sat for quite a long time because because I didn't want to make that clear-cut division between Israel and the church. Yeah. yeah I, I liked what a lot of the pre-millennial 
post-tribulation eschatology had to say. And so this is yes. where I sat for quite a long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, I think we, we kind of like what you were talking about with, uh, the millennial reign after the millennial reign dead or everyone gets raised yeah. dead or, or dead and alive. And what happens at that point? Then they go before the great white throne. So then they enter into judgment, yes. right? Which when we think of, uh, dying and going before Jesus, we think of judgment, right? We think like, yeah. um, I remember when I was a kid, like a sermon talked about how like all the deeds of your life are going to unfold in front of you, right? That, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what yeah. we're talking about sin, here. Sin this, like a movie theater. Like a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. You went yeah. to a Baptist church too, right? <laughs> yeah. like, that's, that's what my pastor said. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> I think that, that judgment is what's going to occur. And then the judgment, let's say this though, for each of these views, the judgment is the judgment. No one disagrees right. over whether judgment's going to occur. Right. Yeah. And for the believer, it's you're covered in the blood of Jesus. You're good. Woo! Keep going, right? Yes. For the unbeliever, it's Yeah, you're the entering the Lamb's right. Book of Life if you're a believer. If not, then you'll be judged according to your deeds. Right. right. So then following the judgment, there is the restoration of all things. Which, yeah, the resurrection, the oh my inauguration gosh. of the new heavens and earth. Revelation the, 20, 21, yeah. 22, yeah, where you can just you can take a bath. It's beautiful. It. And like even so when it talks about like this earth, like it Fire, fire will rain yeah. uh, from above in this earth, like that passage and in Second Peter three. And yeah. God, so like, I heard this uh, example. Was like, so you read in scripture that like God holds the world in his in his hand, he right? Oh man, going back to VBS. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? So like, yeah. a picture. So what happens when atoms rip apart? Yeah, wow, mm -hmm. right? Explosions, fire, dude. God's literally letting go wow. of this earth and those those uh, atoms those, those the molecular compounds are yeah, ripping apart good. fire explosions this earth getting destroyed yeah. only for a beautiful perfect resurrected yeah. world the new jerusalem yeah. to be put in its place Bro, that'll preach i mean come on, that'll preach, come on yeah. guys so to dive into specifics because we don't have a ton of time to yeah. dive into specifics of this view one thing I think a lot of people have questions on is what happens to Satan during this, uh, yeah. specifically between uh, the tribulation, millennial reign, and then after the millennial reign. Yeah. What, where's Satan in all these spots? The emphasis of this particular view, and I think Billy brought it out well, is the term historic. This is historic premillennialism. So meaning that you read the passages in Revelation as if you're reading history, mm -hmm. right? So these things are actually going to happen. So yeah. um, in certain passages, when it talks about Satan coming out for tribulation and then going back into abyss for tribulation, yeah. the concept is that there is a literal binding of Satan that is currently occurring. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be confusing about millennialism. That is currently occurring. And then at the end of the church age, Satan will be released for the tribulation and that historic tribulation, he will have a free reign on during that period. Am I confusing that? No, 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 you're on. No, I not so. No, you're on. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And I, that makes, that, that does make, there's different, like we said, there's different facets of premillennial thought. Right. Um, people do believe though, based on Jesus' words in Matthew 12, verse 28, where he talks about binding the strong man, that that is evidence that there's a binding on Satan now, uh, a temporary bind. Whether you're historic premillennial or amill, they do believe in that temporary binding. However, they do believe that Satan will have free reign uh, during this the tribulational period. Right. And, and depending on whether you're dispensational or historic, uh, some people believe that the agent of uh, his mayhem will be uh, you know, the Antichrist, whoever that is, whoever this figure is. Right. Um, and so is that saying now Satan does not have free reign? Like right now in this church age? Some would say so. 
Okay. So, some would say that he he doesn't have the full capacity right. that yeah. he could. Obviously, yeah. they're still evil. Right. Obviously, yeah. they're still right. you know th- yeah. things of that nature. But what would shift w- in the historic pre mill take is the return of Christ. That's mm-hmm. the real. That's the linchpin. Right. Yeah. Because the the historic literal thousand year return of Christ is a historic literal conquering. It's mm-hmm. as if a king is coming back to it, conquer his kingdom. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of. You, did you ever read the Odyssey when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Okay, you know when Odysseus comes back in the end and, like, wipes out the suitors to, like, deal with, like, defend his wife? Yeah. That's kind of what we're seeing. We're seeing Mm. the great groom come home, eliminate all people who are contending for his bride, Mm -hmm. and bring us with him. So, Satan, in the historic pre-mill sense, will be eliminated, wiped out with the return of Jesus and the Mm. reign. Okay. So, this is is essentially what historic premillennialism is. Mm -hmm. So, to juxtapose that... Um, you know, is the dispensational view, a view which we covered extensively on when we did the Who Are the People of God podcast. Right. So if you're looking for a deeper understanding of what dispensational theology yeah. is, go check out that podcast. Yes. Uh, we encourage yeah. you. We encourage you. Hopefully you've listened to the podcasts, you know, up to this point, because they kind of do build on each other. Yeah. We reference yeah. some things we talk about in the past episodes. But yeah, if you haven't had a chance to kind of understand what dispensational theology says and believes, go check it out. Yeah. Got a lot of cool stuff. And I'll help you understand this eschatological view. Yeah better. Yeah, I don't think we need to necessarily rehash on a lot of that information. I do think it's important, though, that we know what distinguishes this from historic premillennialism is not the view of the millennium. You know, they both believe in a literal right. thousand-year reign. Yeah. The difference is the emphasis that they place on the Jewish people, on national Israel, yeah. on yes. ethnic Israelites, um, and on the placement of the rapture. Yes. Um, so that that's the main thing. Uh, for that, you have some notes here on the theological system of dispensationalism. Yeah, dispensationalism is the the system I grew up in. It's I think for I think, all, I think Baptists, all of us. I think every Christian grows yeah. up I, with this dispensationalism. I got saved when I was fifteen in a Baptist church, and immediately I was taught dispensationalism. Same. My parents got me the Left Behind for kids books when yep. I was a kid. Yep. Yeah. Like the Nick Cage. And then no. <laughs> <laughs> my Baptist church Whoa. would sit me down in front of this. <laughs> Not the bees. Not the bees. They would tie me down in this chair and sit me in front of this movie screen and just yeah. pinch my eyelids open. <laughs> Wait, and force me to watch the Nick Cage. Uh, we, we should just go on a limb here and just say, I, I just want everyone to know that the that the Left Behind, the 2014 Nicolas Cage Left Behind, in no way represents dispensational theology at all. Like Nick Cage is the greatest theologian who ever lived. How dare you? I have, I to, think dare have you. to agree with I Tyler. Think dare I think you. he's the Antichrist. But, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Wow. <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, we two apologize. of us don't think that. Um, well, I... Even though I grew up in it, I didn't understand it. Right. Yeah. Right. I think I was kind of told about this system without being told it. And so I asked someone who is a very um, strict dispensationalist, really believes this is true and holds tight to it, but is very, he's very humble in his approach to right. it. Yeah. I asked him to send me kind of the, the, I the didn't points. ask, I didn't ask for the five points, but he gave me the five right. points. And yeah. so as a Calvinist, <laughs> I have fun with this one. Um, yeah. And one, here's the, when he talks about the relationship with Israel, here's what he says. One primary teaching of dispensationalism is that all promises made to the nation of Israel in the Old Testament will be fulfilled to Israel literally. Hmm. Thus, the church okay. of the New Testament does not replace Israel. So in their mind, in this dispensational thought, the promises to Israel are to be fulfilled to an ethnic yeah. Israel. 
right. not to a spiritual right. yeah. representation of Israel. Yeah, and you reference and you reference this uh, this idea of this age of grace, this period which we're in right now, um, which dispensationalists the church place, age, the, the church, church age, age right, as right. in between Pentecost and the Rapture. That's right. what they would say. And this is the time uh, where where God is growing and developing His church. Uh, but at the end of this, when we get to the tribulation, the tribulational period, that's when the focus he'll, his focus will go back on national Israel. Correct. According according, according to dispensational thought, thought right. yes. according to dispensational thought, it will yes. actually be um, at the rapture. So the rapture after uh, the like I'm saying at following the rapture, following the rapture yeah. and the beginning of the tribulation. So where yes. in historic pre mill the tribulation is usually put at the end of the church age and the rapture behind it. Right. Yeah. Dispensationalism flips it and says so yeah. it would be pre mill before the millennial reign of Christ and pre trib yes. pre tribulation of yeah. really the world. And, right. and we already mentioned I before, wrestle a lot with this. Yeah. Just uh, just to be too. honest, and just because we, we know so many people who believe it, we are raised in it, and yeah. also it is the prominent thought today in Western church, in the American church. It's like, like even the point that was given uh, almost makes me think that there's another way for salvation really? for ethnic Israel. I had never... Like, I had it, never viewed like, it that like way. It all, like, it just, like, that's what my brain goes to, because if you're not part of spiritual Israel, if you're not saved in the sense of that, yeah, that's but, a good point. but you, but you're part of ethnic Israel wow. and all these promises that a guarantee are going to be yeah. fulfilled for ethnic that's Israel, but yeah. you're not part of spiritual Israel. That means one of two things. That's a good point. You don't believe in the gospel. So the gospel isn't the only way for, to salvation. Okay. Or, uh, that God's sacrifice on the cross wasn't sufficient enough for the Christians. Now, yeah. I, or it wasn't sufficient enough for the Jewish people yeah. because they were this chosen. And I'm I don't gonna, think I'm going to put my Johnny Mac, my John yeah. MacArthur dispensational do it, hat do on it. for a second. <laughs> I think I think a dispensational theologian or a dis- person who subscribes to dispensational thought right. um, would say that salvation is grace alone, faith alone, spiritual. Right. right? That yeah. I don't. I think they would respond to that and say um, the method of salvation doesn't change yeah right but that there are specific promises probably in addition to salvation right right right, that are made to the people of israel right and then you have to ask the question what constitutes an ethnic israelite i I think a half jew a full jew again having talked to that's the question again having talked to many dispensationalists if you go into pockets of the world they say they point out Look at how separate the Jewish people are. Yeah. Right? The Jewish yeah, people true. are ordinarily separated quite distinctly yes. from the rest of society. Right? I so, would say right now they are. But I, I would, would say agree. all throughout history because there's the well, the I would, there's the diaspora. Yeah. Like, yes. Right? But even then they, they maintain yeah. they, they did. the they Torah, did. they maintain yeah. the separateness. So a dispensationalist yeah. could look at yes. like if we put this go- these goggles on, you could look at the way that um Jew, specific Hasidic Jews and Orthodox Jews ordinarily separate themselves from mm-hmm. the majority of culture. Yeah. That's an ethnic distinction. Right. Um, and the way that um, promises seem to be made to an Israel, they would say that, well, th- this could happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here, here's my difficulty with it. My difficulty with it, uh, again, I've heard it used and I've heard it said that dispensationalism is a systematic theology we impose on 
the biblical text. Mm. That's not good. That's a problem for me. Yeah. It is. Right? That's problematic. Right. Yeah. And like like that like you're saying, yeah. when I, I grew up in this dispensational church yeah. that taught me to read scripture through the lens of dispensational theology. Yeah. And that's problem. That's right. A problem. But so when I for read me, scripture, for before I knew what covenantal theology was, before right. I knew what amillennial yeah. eschatology was, when I just read scripture for what it was, you probably these came to goggles, vastly right. different conclusions. I was like dispensational theology, like whoa. Yeah, like, I'm not exactly. getting any yes. of this from exactly. Scripture. Yeah. Right. Now, now again, we're not. Let's come back to the for John right. MacArthur, right? Yeah. Jo- John MacArthur, one of the supreme Bible teachers that of exists this of this yes. age yeah. of the like, church age, yes. will be written in every church history textbook yeah. Yeah. from now until Kingdom Come, yeah. right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, is a staunch dispensationalist. Yes. Right. Is it? I think I'm saying that right. Dispensationalist. Yes. He. Not only believes it's true, he preaches it like it's true, and he really asserts it as biblical doctrine. Yeah. yeah. So he I, almost calls it orthodoxy. Yeah. I, I yes, I would yeah. say he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of say that to reassert what we said at the beginning. Right? Yeah, right. While the three of us can sit here and go, "Man, I don't think that's okay to put your own systematic theology on the text right. and derive meaning yeah. from it." If I'm Johnny Mac, and I think this is the right systematic theology. It's true. Then yeah. I don't have a problem I'm putting preach it on the text. It. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I'm going to not just Absolutely. preach it. I'm going to preach it with all of me. Right. And I'm going to pray for salvation. Yes. Right. Because he's convinced in his own mind. Exactly. And he preaches it as if it's true because he believes it's biblical. Exactly. Um, and and I think in his circumstance, I've listened to his sermons on eschatology and he always places on the practicality of it. Always. Um, always on what we should do in light of the fact that we don't know Christ's return, that there's an imminent return. I do think, though, really quick, though, really quick. Um, as we're closing up, one issue that we didn't really tackle yet, um, which is a huge issue in dispensational thought, is the timing of the rapture. Um, you can believe, and and you know, we believe, uh, we personally maybe once believed the view of dispensation. We we both we aligned ourselves with that with that theological system, and we know based on Daniel nine that they would interpret that to say that there is the tribulation is a seven year period, yeah. and that Christ they believe based on a diff- bunch of different reasons that he returned prior to that. Yeah. So I mean, if you want more information on that, if you want to go to God questions.org a very very good website that answers a ton of theological questions they have articles so many articles just on the proofs of pre-trip pre-mill dispensationalism good. and those yeah. are all great reasons and, and they're I mean they're very reputable yeah and absolutely they have really good yeah answers. honestly go listen to John MacArthur's absolutely. sermons on day absolutely. Yeah. I will yeah. say though my, my one thing though the one thing I would say in support of a post-tribulation rapture, because uh, I used to, I used to hardcore just defend pre-trib, pre-mill with all of my heart, with all of my passion, because I believed it was true. Uh, but when you actually read the passage, we're talking about First Thessalonians chapter four. Uh, it talks about how we are going to be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. We who are still alive, um, the dead in Christ we rise first, then we who are still alive will be caught up in the air to meet and the Lord in the air. Meet him in the air. Yes, and yes. that word "meet" apenthesis in the Greek is only used two other times in Scripture, and it describes a meeting where a dignitary or Caesar or a general would come back from war and he is coming to the city and then the inhabitants of the city out. would come out and meet him and they would they would, they would usher escort him, him they in they would usher him into the place he Bro, just came preach yeah. yeah so like so the picture is that as Christ is descending we go up to meet him or greet him in the air yeah. and we come to usher him back down into the place into the throne that is rightfully yeah. his i view that as like the greatest high five yes the greatest high five yeah. like yeah. it's gonna, like the 
the highest, highest of fives. The highest, the highest of fives. Yes. It is the highest. Yes. Like, like <laughs> if there's a yes. high five that will reign over all of eternity, right. yes. it will. It, it compiles all past high fives Come on and now. all future Come on high now. fives. Yes. This is the mm-hmm. high fives. If any of yes. you guys are getting my reference, mm-hmm. the slap of a million exploding suns. Yeah. Well, we summed up a lot of theology. That was that was a lot in a quick amount of time. Yes. So. We didn't have time to cover this all of This is part it, one. Yeah. And yeah. We didn't have time to get into everything. And, yeah. you know, we could sit down for days and, and talk about everything that yeah. goes into these things. The main thing we want to bring to you guys is the biblical basis for these views. Yes. How to approach them in humility. Yes. And how to allow these different views to encourage you in your ministry to others. Because if your theology is not encouraging you or is not giving you a passion to share Jesus with other people, then it's not good Amen. theology. Amen. Absolutely. And so just just to kind of close on that note, guys, we have part two coming Next, next it'll, week it'll be it'll be a week uh, that you guys get part two so we're gonna kind of leave week. you on this cliffhanger yeah i'm sorry i've never done i, <laughs> I kind of feel bad don't feel bad i've never done they can wait like we're going to record the next podcast right, right now, now but yeah. they're not but gonna they have to wait week. you guys got it's hard wait. for me yeah. <laughs> not to post it yeah like like i say that this podcast produced every Saturday. It's not. I post it like on Thursday. I <laughs> you post do. it on Thursday you do. night. I, that. Yeah. I just can't wait. I'm just so excited. I'm like, okay. Man, people need to hear this. <laughs> Maybe we should start recording on Friday nights <laughs> so I don't get anxious. Or two shows a week. Uh, two, three shows two, a week. That'd yeah. be fun. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah. Maybe oh, in the future. Definitely send us your questions. Yeah. So we, we need some more of those. Uh, we're, we're we're trying to maybe do a Q and A uh, episode here in oh, the future, awesome. whether yeah, it be uh, theological questions, questions about us, questions about our ministries, anything. Questions uh, that, about dating. Well, dating questions, pastoral <laughs> questions, anything. Bring them. We like, want to do a question. If you want to date Billy, if you want to date Victor, uh, no, no, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm don't good, date I'm me. Don't I'm do good. that. You don't want to do that. Um, Are you sure? I'm sure. Nobody hey, wants to go through he that. Is I'll send all the guys. I'll send all the guys to you. Right. <laughs> oh, oof. wow. Okay, definitely uh, okay. Christian okay. single right here. Yeah. Christ- uh, you mean Christian mingle Christian right here? Mingle. Right. Yeah. Check out my eHarmony profile. Swipe right. What if Christian mingle had a swipe right? What if that? No. <laughs> but it was only on your theology. What if that was, yeah. you didn't see Three a picture? <laughs> It'd be theology mingle, guys. Dude, right. my Let's profile, my it. profile picture would be John Calvin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't on had note, yeah. the opportunity to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, please follow us. Uh, check out those means of just communicating communication and yeah. just getting plugged in with the ministry. We are going to be having a giveaway. And I'm actually really excited about this giveaway. Yeah. And so I might as well announce it here. I was going to announce it on the website. Woo! Might as well announce it right now. If you guys go and give us a five-star review on iTunes Come on. and leave a and leave a review with words on iTunes, what? you will be automatically entered what? to win a free Reformation Study Bible Get that I'll be man. giving away. Dude, that's personally. a huge Bible. So it's it's a it's a great resource. It's heavy. It's, yeah. it's just an amazing. And you, so I want to wow. give that away. That's awesome. So if, two weeks is the time period starting today. So if you guys just go on iTunes, leave a, a five star uh, five stars, and then a review. All those names who will be put into a hat and drawn. I love and it. We will uh, hmm. give away that Reformation. Can it be study a top Bible. hat? Can we put them in a top hat? I can put in a top hat. Put in a top hat. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. So please do that. If you haven't uh, listened to any of our other previous episodes, please do that. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Podbean. Check out our latest post on Grace Nation Ministries uh, by Jensen. A really cool post. Awesome post. Um, So, yeah. Definitely go check it out. It's really cool. Awesome post. Uh, Yeah. She's talented, so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so guys, thank you so much for being here. Both of you. I love being um, here. Thank, thank you. you. This is my room. This is not your room. It's yes, it my is. room. Oh, my room gosh. is literally next door. It is. <laughs> guys, until next time, take, take care, care and, and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.